Hey, Hope family, welcome to another Hope Daily and a new book of the Bible for the month of September in our year two Bible reading plan. The two books are Ecclesiastes and Song of Songs. We had finished Ecclesiastes last week. If you missed any of those, feel free to go back and listen. We are now entering Song of Songs. And I have to say, this isn't my favorite book of the Bible, nor is it my most studied, which probably is one of the reasons why it's not my most favorite. I've never been a huge poetry fan. As a younger boy, I probably assumed poetry was too feminine, and I was a tough boy who likes sports and stuff. <laughs> that I now see as immature for a variety of reasons. I also have always been a pretty concrete thinker. Analogies and metaphors are useful, and I both understand them and employ them, but sometimes I'm lost in poetic analogies and metaphors. Just tell me the thing. A friend from college who grew up in Arizona and Chicago once said, poetry is the New Jersey jug handle of language. Now that's an analogy I can understand. Instead of making a left turn, I have to make a right so that I can go left. That doesn't make sense. And often I'm confused or more confused by poetry. You have to read slower. It takes you a little longer. And it's meant to make you think and dig deeper. And perhaps in my rush of life, I don't want to do that. As I've gotten older, I have tried to get into poetry more, and I certainly have an appreciation for it. I've always enjoyed rap music because despite my lack of love of poetry, I've always enjoyed words, and you can get more words in a rap song than you can in a modern rock or a worship song. All of that to say Song of Songs is one big poem. It's a love poem. It's written in a chiastic structure, which is a, just a fancy way of saying if you fold it in half, it's the same on either side of the middle. It begins and ends with an invitation to enjoy a spring day in the garden, and the middle climaxes in merit. For a few centuries of the early church, the major reading of Song of Songs was that it was a big metaphor for the love of Christ and the church. And I think there is room for a spiritualized reading of Song of Songs. It is poetry after all. But I fear that this kind of interpretation is really to put us at ease with some of the more explicit imagery used throughout the book. It can't be two unwed lovers talking to each other like this. It must be a metaphor for Christ and the church. To be honest, that type of thinking doesn't exactly make me feel more comfortable. But certainly, the type of love and longing for one another that the woman, the primary speaker of the book, and the man have for one another should at some point turn our attention to God. As John tells us, we can love only because we were first loved by God. There is garden imagery all throughout the book which should cause readers to return to the first man and woman who made love in a garden, Adam and Eve. There, Adam and Eve knew one another in full intimacy. They were naked and unashamed. Their intimacy included God who walked with them in the cool of the garden. As we read, this man and woman long for intimacy with love with one another. We can be reminded of the good gifts of love, both physical and emotional, that God has given us. We can be thankful for the good gift of sex and pleasure that God made a part of this world. We can also join in the longing of the intimacy. Paul says that right now we see through the mirror dimly, but one day we will see face to face. There is a day that is coming that we will once again live in intimacy with God, naked and unashamed. As we read through Song of Songs, let us long for the day that we can love and be loved without fear of shame. 
let us also be reminded that we do have that love offered to us now in Jesus Christ. As the beloved of Song of Songs longs to be under the banner of love, let us recognize that God's banner over us is one of love. Let us walk in that love, living secure and inviting others in.